0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King.
1: And hey, welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden, our next guest, one of my favorites. We have, we try to get Kurt Byram on every few weeks just to get caught up on what's happening in the world of golf. So as you can imagine, uh, it's extra fun for me just to, just to chat about something that I have so much of a passion for. And I know he does too. Uh, in fact, Kurt, what was it like for you to be back, you know, for the, uh, the John Deere Classic? Cause the, that's got special memories
2: for you, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, um, and the guys that, uh, that I work with, the behind the scenes guys, production guys ran a little, little mini video of, uh, right at the end of the tournament back in 1989 when I won, so. I did not know that was coming, and uh, it was really—it was kind of cool. It was fun to relive some good memories.
1: Oh, nice! I—I I wish I saw that. Darn it! Ah. Yeah,
2: it was, they did it on Thursday. Just—just just took a couple seconds. It was okay. fun.
1: Well, I have to admit, more of my attention this week was focused on the Women's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and what a neat deal for them to get to play at such an iconic uh venue. I mean, it's—it's it's neat to see how uh they're now starting to get to play in some of the, the the best you know obviously Pebble Beach is at the top of the list but they're getting to play in a lot of pretty cool uh places here for for their major tournaments
2: yeah i mean it's better than pebble beach i mean it's just <laughs> iconic and a great test of golf and it's uh those are the kind of places that they should be playing their national championship on and uh, i didn't get to see much of it because i was working last week at the John Deere but I saw, I saw the finish and, uh, Allison Corpus played some great golf to win that thing. So, and, um, the one thing about, for TV purposes, the one thing about West Coast majors is because, um, they're put on later in the day, um, they usually have great ratings. So hopefully the ratings were good. You know, the, that's right in prime time on the East Coast. So usually ratings are good when they have a, a West Coast major. So let's, uh, let's hope they were. And it was, uh, That was a special place.
1: We've had a couple of those now in the last month where um, you've been able to watch here in the Midwest, uh, watch golf till, what, 9 o'clock at night, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I love that.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's the whole idea. I mean, it really appeals to the TV side of it because of the very thing you're talking about. People are done doing whatever they've done that day, playing golf, being outside, having some fun, and then they're just... You know they're just sitting in front of their TV, and uh, what what better to do than watch a major championship at eight or nine o'clock at night? So it's uh it's a good one, and the uh, and the U.S. Open at uh, Los Angeles Country Club uh, had great ratings. I mean, they were monster ratings, really best we've had uh, for the U.S. Open in four years. So so it was all good.
1: I love that. I just it was great because I quite often like yesterday. I I played golf, sort of. And and I I recorded both the uh, tournaments so I could watch them when I got home, and I ended up I was up till two in the morning finishing watching, and that was uh, golf's kind of hard to skip through, but I, I you can do that with baseball or f- football, you can scoot through till you see there was a score, and then go back and watch how they scored. But in golf, you kind of need to watch most of it, so to have it on live was a real treat.
2: Yeah, it, it is. I I mean, that's uh, you know, that's back in the day. I mean, even when I was playing, you know, that was one thing I enjoyed. Just even the early mornings when the Open Championship, you know, somewhere over in the UK was on one of those great golf courses over there that's in the, that are in the rotation, and you know, we'd wake up early at you know five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and watch that golf early in the morning until we had to leave and go do something else. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun.
1: And that's coming up. Of course, Um, they've got the Scottish Open next, and then the British Open, or the Open, is what it's referred to. I'm just going to go with always going to go with British Open, just because that's what it is to me. Plus, when you start saying the Open, people in this country are like, "You mean the U.S. Open?" (laughs) Yeah, because in England, in Europe, it's the Open, right?
2: Really, the rest of the world considers that the open over there. So the, the U.S. open needs to have U.S. open in front of it. So it's a, uh, it's just a little technical thing. But yeah, most Americans could get it confused pretty easily. But yeah, I am headed over there. I'm, I'm not doing the Scottish this year. I'm home. I'm off this week and I'm um, headed over Sunday night and get, uh, get to England on Monday. And I'm really looking forward to it again. It's one of my favorite events to do TV wise. It's just, it's, you know huge crowds lots of energy it's it's a major it's it's going to be hard to top being at st andrew's last year but but i'm really looking forward to it uh royal liverpool should be a lot of fun that's where uh mcelroy won his open uh back in 2014 i believe it was tiger won there in 2006 so it's got good history
1: well and there's such great history at any course they select for the open it's uh, you, you know you were you were just talking about two ones that you have recent memories of uh yes St. Andrews is the best but it doesn't matter where they go there've always been great tournaments there in the past and there, what is it about what is it about the the open and those courses over there that just kind of sets it apart because to me I I agree and part of it's probably getting up in the morning and watching I love that too it's it's the other side of what we just had for the U.S. Open out in Los Angeles, because uh, you can get up early and watch, and then go play golf in the afternoon because it's over. But what is it about the British Open that makes it so special,
2: Kurt? I think it has to be the seaside links golf courses that they use in the rotation. I mean, they don't they don't use any golf courses that that aren't links golf courses right along some body of water over there. So that's the traditional, you know, that's where golf started, uh, in, in, in the link style of play. And I just think now that these golf courses have such a long history in the open championship going back as long as it does. Um, you know, there's, it's just, I don't know, it's a different style of golf and, you know, you can play really anywhere in the U S and, um, so it's, it's different weather is always a huge factor. Even if it doesn't rain, usually you get a couple days of wind and, um, so just with all the elements the seaside links golf courses i think plus the the turnout's amazing i mean the the you know the crowds are huge they they understand and really appreciate good golf over there and so it's a it's a it's just a wonderful week it's good to be a part of it
1: and it's different kind of golf too i mean it's it literally is not these big huge receptive massive greens that we have here in the United states with lush fairways and it's, it's, I, I like watching it because it involves, I think, a whole lot more imagination.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there are some huge greens over there, but it's, it's different than here. <clears throat> they may not be nearly as receptive. It all depends on the weather though. They've had some rain over there, so I don't know how the golf course is going to play when we get there. But um, the big thing is that the ball usually runs and runs and runs down the fairways. You know, sometimes you have to bounce it into the green to, Keep the ball on the greens. And then the other big thing is you've got to keep it out of the the pot bunkers. The pot bunkers are a hazard over there. They're just, they're just a disaster to play out of because a lot of times it's just a sandwich out almost sideways and it can be just, it could even be backwards at times. So you've, and, and the fairways sometimes when the ball's really running hard, some some of the fairways tend to funnel the ball towards the pot bunkers. So that's a, that's a real hazard over there and it's almost a penalty shot if you get in one and you know if you go all the way back to when tiger won there in 2006 they had had a really hot dry summer and the golf course was just baked out and i think he only hit one driver per day he hit two iron off the tee he left himself further back than most of the players were were trying to do it but you know he's such a great iron player. He is still a great iron player that um, you know was right up his alley. He was hitting you know five, six, seven irons back there to keep it out of those bunkers. And those other players just aren't in his world when it comes to hit a six iron anywhere near the hole. So.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, you're right. And you talk about you're right. There's they have some massive greens over there, but a lot of them are double greens. And, and a lot of them also, do you remember when your brother, um, I'm trying to remember which course it was, but it was eight, I think it was 18 and it was connected to the putting green and he hit a ball (laughs) long and it rolled into one of the cups on the putting green. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was the U.S. Open at Oakmont. That was, I, I don't remember what year it was, but one of the years they had the U.S. Open at Oakmont. Yeah. He, I don't know if he caught a flyer or he just hit it a little too hard or whatever. The pin was in the back and it rolled into the the putting green, went in the hole. I remember afterwards I was talking to him about it, and he he said, "Yeah, some reporter." He said he just wouldn't leave it alone. All he wanted to talk about that I hold my second shot on the wrong hole on the putting green. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was at Oakmont. Yeah, that was at Oakmont. Which, by the way, I don't know you know how many of your listeners have had a chance to play Oakmont, but if you ask tour players in general what's the hardest golf course i've ever played i would say about 90 percent of the answers are oakmont it is it is just a beast of a golf course so <clears throat>
1: wow and i think the women actually had have played i think they've played their u.s open there haven't they
2: i couldn't tell you i'm not sure about that
1: yeah i i for some reason i think they had okay all right so that was oakmont that's good no um So what's the worst you ever got yourself into a situation over playing at at the British Open or the Open, uh, where you, you talked about the pot bunkers because you're right. A lot of times you have to, you literally have to go backwards to get out. Have you ever gone into one and thought, I don't, I'm not so sure there is a way out.
2: Well, to be honest with you, I never, you know, back when, when I was playing the tour, there was no way to qualify for the british open other than going over there and doing the 36 holer on the monday before. Oh, okay so i was you know i went and you had to be either that or top 30 in the world and so I, I never did qualify for the british open and i didn't try to go over there because there was always a tournament over here i could play and it ended up being about a two-week trip by the time you tried to qualify and went over there you had to skip a tournament over here And then, you know, you come back or if you make it, then you, you know, you miss another one. And back then that wasn't part of our money list and how you ranked on the, the PGA tour. So um, a lot of us in that area really didn't, era didn't really play, you know, that many of them, or even at all. I know a lot of players, even I was talking to Johnson Wagner the other day, and he never played over there. So, Mm. yeah. But anyway, I've played a lot of Lynx golf over there in the last 20 years, 25 years. And it's, it's just, you'd have to stay out of the, the pot bunkers. There are times where you just, you just can't, you can't advance it other than just get it out of the bunker and then play from there. So it's, it's not good. It was really fun last year though. I'd never been to St. Andrews until last year. You know, some of those holes that you've seen years, you know, through the years, especially the road hole number 17, you know, and how it played and how it set up and everything. It was, it was really interesting to check that out.
1: What'd you shoot?
2: Uh, I didn't play St. Andrews last year. I oh. was just there for the I was just there for the open. I, well, I knew
1: that. I just figured you played.
2: Nah, no, nah, I you know I didn't stick around to play. Once it was over, we were all packing up and flying flying home the next day. Okay. Yeah, they they tend to not let you play that golf course when they, the lead up to the open. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not open. It's not open to the public.
1: <laughs> okay. What's the best time of year to go there
2: weather wise? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's gotta be the summer. I mean, uh, you know, anytime, probably, probably I would wait until at least June, you know, so the first of June to go over there, but June through September is probably the best time to go over there. I've been over there for, um, a Ryder Cup, a couple of Ryder Cups, uh, that were, you know, they're played in September and it starts to get a little chilly. It can be a little rainy in September, but you know, the, the summer months are the best months.
1: And, and they, they do not let you like, I mean, if you got a tea time and it's pouring rain and the wind is blowing sideways, they expect you to show up and play, don't they?
2: <laughs> you don't get rain checks over there. Well, I, I was, I was over there last year, um, for the Scottish and then the Open the next week. And, um, I happened to know a member at Muirfield, and we were staying right there next to Mirfield and we went out and played on like Tuesday of the Scottish Open. And he's Scottish, and he's a good player. He's about 70 years old. And after about four holes, this is how bad it was, A Scott, who's a member at Muirfield and been a member there for 40 years, he looked at me and he said, I think we should go in and have lunch. (laughs) 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 It was a nasty day. I was all in. I did not need to see Muirfield again that day. I was ready to go in myself.
1: No. Well, I
2: I got to get some warm
1: clothes on, and I want them to stay warm, right?
2: Yeah, and it was raining sideways and pouring down. There, there was no um, you couldn't put an umbrella up because it was too windy for that. Oh yeah,
1: it would tear it apart.
2: Yeah, I mean, you tried to have rain gloves, and you, but by the time, I mean, everything was just soaked after three holes. So we finally just turned it around and walked in.
1: That would be my fear, and I'm I'm gonna book a trip to get over there in the next year or two. I just I. Can't believe I haven't been there before, and I've had chances to go, but yeah, I am going it's worth to go. it.
2: You yeah. should do it. Don't 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 worry about the weather. You might get one bad day.
1: All right, I won't. All right, let's talk quickly about uh, the John Deere Classic because uh actually, I think Seb Straka would probably tell you he's really disappointed to have shot a 62 yesterday because wasn't he wasn't he ten under through 14, and it's par 70, so he only needed one more birdie.
2: Yeah, he. In a deep, I mean, it was when I left there. He was already about seven under on his round, and we we did the early coverage, and then CBS took over. But we, you know, checked on it and watched it on on the, to the finish there. So I'm sure, you know, hitting in the water and double bogey in the last hole was disappointing. But in the end, really, the goal was to shoot and you know a good enough score to win the golf tournament, which he did, and that's all that really mattered in the end. I'm sure he's plenty happy today to pick up his second win. It's amazing though sometimes that, you know, these guys get on a roll and, you know, it's, it's obviously not a hard golf course. Um, but it's, it's hard enough that shooting 62 is pretty amazing, especially when you're trying to, you know, take it to the finish and win the golf tournament. Sometimes the pressure brings out the best in those guys. It's, it's amazing the scores that they can shoot under that kind of pressure.
1: Well, and he shot a 73 opening day. And so he came yeah. back with what, 65, 63, 62?
2: That's a I don't incredible. Think it, ball. I, I don't think it had ever been done. I don't think anybody's ever shot over par at the John Deere Classic, the first round, and then came back to win. I think he's the first guy to do that.
1: And he was three over par.
2: It's par seventy-one, so he shot two over the first okay. day. Okay, all right, yeah,
1: but still, that's that's a pretty amazing turnaround. All right, so as we look at the British Open. Um, your thoughts on who's playing well enough right now to be, let's just say, give me three, four names of guys that you think based on what's been going on. Because you know this as well as anybody, golf is a streaky game. And usually once somebody gets, like Ricky, for example, all of a sudden Ricky's like back. I mean, and he came from yeah. like way, way, way back uh who are who are two or three names of guys that are playing well on a consistent basis that we should be watching for and and talk to me about ricky too because that's that's an amazing yeah. comeback
2: actually i wouldn't be surprised if fowler if ricky fowler gets in contention at the open i think he's over there right now those guys are i think going to play the scottish this week so they're going to be over there and settled in um he's playing so well and he's got his confidence back now so Ricky Fowler would be, definitely be a name that I would throw out there. Scotty Scheffler, you know, it's hard not to put him in that category of a favorite every time he tees it up because he just doesn't play poorly. And if he putts decently, mm-hmm. the guy will have a chance to win. He just hits it so good. But, um it doesn't always look pretty when he swings, but, man, does he hit it great. So, I, I you know, you got to put him in there. And then, you know, a couple of guys off of the live tour, I think, come to mind. Um, i think uh cameron smith who i think won the live tournament here this last weekend you know he's the defending champ uh won at st andrews last summer i think he's got to be in that category he's been playing really well played great on the links and uh i wouldn't be surprised if kepka as well kepka's got his confidence back he's healthy um, so those are some of the names i would uh i'd be you know i'd roam John Rahm, he's just capable of going off any week, and I think, you know, I think it kind of depends on the on the conditions as far as Rory goes. If it's soft, if it continues to rain on and off over there in the UK, and that and Royal Liverpool is soft, then I think that really gives him a a good chance to win because when he won at Liverpool, it was a really wet week, and with his ability to fly the ball 315 yards in the air that then that becomes a real weapon so i think if it's wet and it's uh a little more receptive then i think uh rory's definitely a name to be
1: i'd like to, to be, see uh, him win another major just to get that monkey off his back
2: <clears throat> yeah well i'd like to see him win the masters that's the one he needs for the the, the career grand slam so he's sure capable of it it's just you got to put it all together it seems like the master sort of has his number right now but um you know, he's too good to count out, that's for sure.
1: Well, Kurt, as always, this is great. Kurt Byram, our guest, the Oneida native who, uh, now lives down in Arizona and he's, uh, running around the world covering golf. This has been fun for you for sure. We'll, we'll talk again soon, okay?
2: Always enjoy it, Mark. Thanks for having me. All
1: right, Kurt. Thanks a bunch. Kurt Byram, uh, he's going to be heading over to cover the British Open. That'll be fun for sure. Looking for a new career? How about one where you can help save lives? The customers of Rosenbauer Worldwide depend on them so they can do just that. No experience in manufacturing? No problem. Rosenbauer's on-the-job training will have you wiring a complete fire truck in no time at all. And personal time off starts from day one with 10 paid holidays. Join the Rosenbauer family today by applying online at buildfiretrucks.com.
0: That's buildfiretrucks.com. download our free LASIK checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, Make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action. Because life is better with the
1: freedom to move. Learn more at
0: SanfordHealth.org.
1: Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskip hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat-and-glow and glow and heat fireplaces to choose from, and they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together.
2: They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels.
1: Our gas fireplaces and inserts from heat-and-glow and glow and heat are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 heat and glow and heat later models on display, and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775, or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're gonna love the way your home feels. Welcome
0: back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hussett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.
1: And it's also brought to you by Arby's. As uh, you know, the, the the beauty of Arby's, you know, you can always get the standby stuff that you love. You know, the classic roast beef combo with curly fries and a drink. You get the, and it comes with, you know, it's usually, it's cheese. It's roast beef and cheese, and it's great. But you can get other stuff, too, that's only there sometimes for three, three or four months at a time. It's seasonal. So it, it, that makes it fun just to drive through the drive through, uh, just to see what might be new on the menu. So, yeah, just pop on by your neighborhood Arby's. There's a bunch of them out there. There's one near you, so... Arby's has the meats, and Arby's has the treats, and there's also a Lewis drug near you because there's 60 of those. There's like 14, 14, in our listening audience, there's 14 Arby's. I think it's 14 or 15 Arby's now. There's 60 Lewis drugs. They've been around for 81 and a half years. That's mind-boggling to me that, that any company could be around for that long, and they have survived... Big box stores coming to Sioux Falls and various other places, and they have thrived because they do everything for us the right way. They take care of their their customers. Uh, So, yeah, Lewis Drug is indeed your first stop, in my opinion, your only stop. So thanks, Mark Griffin and family. We'll talk again tomorrow.